Hey yo and welcome to Kevin in the Spleen in the morning. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. Spleen here just took a huge bong rip. You know we got a 12-foot bong in the studio that goes all the way to the first floor, baby. And that's how we roll in the mornings. Nothing like a quick wake and bake. Get out of bed, roll over into the... <laughs> Because, you know, I'm sleeping in the studio ever since my wife, Veronica, uh, kicked me to the curb, baby. Uh, what's going on with you, Kevin? Oh, man, you, you know how I look forward to that wait and bake every morning. That, that's how I get my day going. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, that, that was actually a really good Wolfman Jack impression. I don't know if that's what you're aiming for, but that, that was amazingly good Wolfman Jack. This ain't no Wolfman Jack. This is the spleen, baby. And this isn't just an intro bit. This is going to carry at least uh, another five minutes or so. And now let's let's bring our corporate sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by the Catherine F. and J.R. Tolkien Foundation. Uh, ever since Catherine F. found out that she could posthumously marry J.R. Tolkien, who is J.R. Tolkien's cousin, doesn't have the second R. He had to sell it after the divorce, baby, because his wife kicked him to the curb. But hey, you don't need an R unless you're a pirate. That's what I always say. Sailing the seven seas. And if you want to go to uh, the Catherine M. and J.R. Tolkien Foundation, visit their website, cmjrt.org, baby. Charitable donations, that's their thing. And this is the ad copy, and I'm reading it directly off the thing. Script, teleprompter. We use teleprompters in the studio because I insist on sparing no expense, baby. The problem with talking like this is you kind of have to let your air out very slowly and it has the effect of holding your breath the whole time it's like talking while holding your breath but that's what it's like being on the radio <sighs> okay you know there's a version of me that might be able to sustain that for another 10 or so minutes but not today yeah, this feels like we're going to discover one day this is actually your real voice. And the Spencer voice that we've all grown to love is, is all an act. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that I haven't discovered that about myself yet, but I think it's true. I've just been going around wearing the Spencer mask all this time. When inside, I'm really the spleen. So, my cat... Supposed to, uh, I was a bit late to show up to the show. That's why you probably heard me apologizing as the intro started. Um, but my cat, she, uh, she shit on the floor again. She loves shitting on the floor. Um, so I was cleaning that up. My cat has been doing better since, uh, you know, she's gotten, since I took her to the vet, I was talking about how. I didn't um, take her back to the vet, even though it seemed like, according to the doctor's instructions, I might want to do that. And that ended up seeming like the right decision because it's like, hey, I'm not spending 500 bucks. Um, but yeah, so she's been doing fine. I, I switched, I'm switching her over to a food, a new kind of food that's supposed to be good for cats with IBD. It's made with rabbits and peas. Um, and she's been eating that lately. And today she had a shit that was, it was, uh, 
it was wetter than normal so now i'm like ah oh, we were doing so great it was so dry and now what's going on so it's like you know now are we going back into the woods it was it was it was like i was having to monitor her so she doesn't go around wiping her ass on the floor because cats apparently i didn't know this but cats can scoot like dogs scoot um but yeah so it's been a hassle like following her around cleaning up um and she doesn't like to have her butt wiped but hey someone's got to do it i went and i bought baby wipes it's a whole it's been a whole ordeal folks um but she seems to be doing better i don't know who knows the thing is they shot her full of steroids and but she's that jacked doesn't now, last what you're saying. <laughs> i wish the thing about steroids is they don't work this the way you want them to you know like you, you go like doctor i have allergies and they're like steroids and it's like come on that's not interesting you know like i want to if i'm if i'm injecting steroids i want to get swole off of it but um i don't know you know they say anabolic steroids i wonder if those are different than the steroids they use when you have allergies or something who knows um but yeah it's just I don't know but the, you know they give you steroids and they only last so long so it's like they gave her a big shot but maybe that's wearing off I mean I give her steroids in pill form but you know it's gonna have a diminished effect obviously but she seems better that's that's what counts uh she's more normal in behavior it's important to talk about cat shit and our next sponsor is cat shit here at Kevin and the spleen cat shit can't have cats without it and now catch it premium all the cat without the shit subscribe today and have your cat stop shitting save hundreds of dollars in litter and litter boxes and toilet paper and windex that you use to clean the floor <laughs> um but but yeah you see this is what i'm saying man we need a premise maybe the premise is kevin and the spleen we rebrand that happens to kevin and the spleen We'll of course need a new domain name but hey you know anything's possible with hover.com your one-stop shop to reserving domain names if you have a project you want to get off the ground the first step is getting a domain and that means hover.com use the promo code 99pi for 50 percent off your first hover um yeah I always wanted to this is like an idea I had ages ago where we should just get try and like download off the internet like the the standard ad copy for all the big companies you know just like download blue apron ad copy from somewhere online and just like read the ads you know? just, okay because I like ad reads um it's fun um I don't know there's something weird about it but the hard the hard part is letting people uh or getting people to let you read ads you know because they're like no this isn't a real ad they're gonna you're gonna confuse the market this is this is bad you know we're gonna sue you for unlicensed utilization of our intellectual property and trademarks or whatever but but they should be you know they should be happy we should what we should do is we should do that you know um get the ad copy, start reading the ads okay well, here's the thing. There'll be real ads because we do that. Then we start billing. We just send bills to the advertisers. Yeah, I did 40 ad reads. So 
make with the fucking money um that could be really good what do you think kevin is that i mean it, it, it's a business model i've never heard before yeah that's like um well it's 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 kind of like c cod you know cash on delivery but it's kind of like cash after delivery and you know, no matter of speaking it's like uh you know we can we can also like go into business selling products and we can deliver the products to people's houses and then say okay now you gotta give us money <laughs> we, we delivered the thing uh so so you know you gotta pay up that's what um that's what healthcare does is they'll say look healthcare here you buy one health pay us a hundred dollars and then uh seven months later they'll say like actually it costs five hundred dollars so you got to pay us four hundred dollars it's like nope i paid you that's your problem now like i'm not it's not my fault that you miss you know set the price if if you did that wrong not at my issue that's like can you imagine going to best buy and buying a tv and then like a year later best buy is like oh actually we fucked up we gave you 50 dollars off the tv you owe us 50 dollars. it's like no i do not that is not my problem i don't understand where you think you have the legal standing to do this probably in the you know byzantine insurance paperwork or whatever terms and services but i understand like there's insurance and insurance is going to pay this and insurance was recalculated but I've experienced stuff that go well beyond that. It's like, no, actually, you know, it's just, we mischarged you. It's like, that's not, that's not my problem. I, you can't, you can't tell me to pay an amount that I didn't agree to, uh, and just say like, whoops, uh oh, haha. It's like, you have billions of dollars anyway. Who the fuck cares? You know, ah, whatever. It sucks. Everything sucks. What sucks for you, Kevin? What sucks for me? Um, it's storming here again. I feel like I say that every Sunday when I'm talking to you guys here, but every Sunday when I'm doing shows with everyone, it's storming and my power's flickery and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. You know where it does? Do you do you have a UPS uninterruptible power supply? I do, uh, but not enough for everything that I need to stay online for this. Right. I, I probably need to invest in a bigger one. When I was a kid, I was led to believe that uninterruptible power supplies were much more common than it seems they actually are. Um, also, you know, the term surge protector gets thrown around a lot. Like it's it gets kind of it, it's kind of correcting now, but it, you used to call every power strip a surge protector. But it's like these are not going to protect you from surges. You're fucked. Um, but I, nowadays they call them power strips a lot more often, I guess. But you could uh you ever want to get like you know tesla has what they call the power wall but i I just there's a company called condition zero i think or something like that that's like the same kind of thing it's like oh buy a giant fucking fifteen thousand dollar battery for us to last for like 12 hours or something i feel like you know obviously i don't know how to integrate that with an apartment but i feel like if i had a house or something i'd really want one of those I mean, not even out of necessity, just because I think it's really cool to be all like, haha, I have this giant fucking battery. Like, that just seems really interesting to me, you know, especially in California yeah. when you can get solar panels. I, I built one of those at my old house before I moved, uh, just totally like rigged it myself with shelf after shelf of like giant, uh, kind of like car batteries 
and a big inverter and tied that all into the house and everything. But wow. it took me so long to set up and get configured and all that to only decide to move a few months later that I just didn't really have it in me to set up again here when I moved to right. the house. Did you tear it down or is it still in the house? I sold it to somebody. Right. In an unrelated note, your house burnt down, right? <laughs> of electrical wire. <laughs> yeah, that's that's He's, why I moved. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, so that's something like how do you that seems like scientist shit. Like how do you how do you figure that out? Did you just say like did you know like oh I know the basics of electricity I know how to do this or did you do a lot of research did you have to do a lot of like electrician math or what no I mean I did there's a lot of math to figure out like how many batteries you need and how big of an inverter you need and things like that based off of what you want to power but um it's a lot of kind of what I do with my day job where we run data centers and things like that where we have batteries and uh, generators and, and stuff like that that kick in so it's it's just like a baby version of what I do during the day right and that's stuff that you handle yourself like you crunch those numbers at work it's not like something that you partner with a different company to do um we have other companies that help with it and we have employees on staff that do it more than i do but back when my company was just like two or three people i did all that myself but now mm. we, we have people for that now tell me were these batteries connected in series or in parallel so it was uh four pairs of four batteries connected in series. So it's 16 batteries total, four in series, and then four of those groups in four Four parallel batches. Mega cells or whatever. Yeah. So for the folks at home, batteries can either be in series or in parallel. (laughs) Just a little electrician tip for you. We're really getting into some fascinating talk tonight. Yeah. And batteries have something that's known as a capacitor. Is that correct? Um, there's a capacitor across the batteries to sort of filter things out. Yes. Yes. For the folks at home, a capacitor is an electricity thing. It is. It stores so, small amounts of electricity to smooth out power usage. You know, I know a lot of times our, our show leans incredibly heavily, just bearing down on on comedy, you know, n- but nothing useful. And so I think it's it's nice that we can kind of pivot to the news you can use, you know, kind of practical knowledge around the house. So, you know, I think, uh, and when uh, Kevin, tell the, tell the folks what a resistor is. Um, so that's something that prevents electricity from flowing partially. It, it, it blocks part, but not all of the electricity flowing through a circuit. Yeah. It inhibits the flow of electricity, right? Yes. So you could take, you know, what you've learned today and uh, go mess with your own wiring, you know, just uh, rewire your house right now. Yeah. Unscrew the unscrew one of the nearest power outlets and just, you know, go to town. Just remember your tools, your your screwdrivers, your forks, you know, (laughs) Uh, needle nose pliers. You'll be you'll be fine. It'll be great. Um, But yeah, Jesus Christ, Kevin, what are we going to do? I was complaining last week that our show needs a premise and I was hoping that uh in the comments or something people would go like, "Oh, you know what you should do is uh something," you know, and then I'd be like then I'd be like, "That's a terrible idea. Why would you even suggest that?" But, you know, ideally someone would make a good idea and I'd be like, "Yeah, let's just do that." And we just do that from then on and it becomes a lot easier. And we make tons of money, you know, that that's kind of what I was expecting to happen. But what did happen 
is uh no one talked about the show at all <laughs> so well one person said oh it's good i like how the show's not anything and is it interesting and it's just kind of boring uh you know replacement level side conversations the kind of thing that would be used to uh fill the background noise in the space of a cafe or some such you know and i was like yeah thanks i mean they were it was a sincere compliment but i don't know it always just feels like we like that it's bad we like the show we like the show that it's bad and it's like yeah because you guys are the fucking most invested crowd we're the fucking nerds but want to appeal to the people the in the back of the room you know the people who we have high discriminating standards of people who don't listen and would if we did a better job right i cut you off which is a faux pas in podcasting no one ever cuts anyone off in pot in professional level podcasting go ahead kevin uh no i was just a little tangent here but i was i've been playing with this text-based artificial intelligence system and so after you mentioned that last week i asked it to describe what this show is about or should be about to see what it said and so it said that happens is a podcast about bad experiences and how they can give life meaning it's the show covers a wide variety of topics including relationships self-image depression anxiety ptsd and chronic illness and then it goes on to say spencer crittenden is a world famous dungeon master who has worked on and created thousands of new worlds for role-playing games in the past few years however he's created what most what what may be the most interesting role-playing game you've never heard of a series of games called critical role Whoa. The premise the premise is simple it's all dungeons and dragons except now the characters are real people the main host of the show is none other than crittenden himself an accomplished voice actor who started playing dungeons and dragons at age eight crittenden is joined by his wife matt mercer well you you ever know that you're like uh, uh... AI is at its best when you can't see the strings, but you know, you look at that and you can see pretty clearly kind of where the, where the search strings stopped and kind of spliced in a related idea. Right. Yes. Um, even like, yeah, like that was like Matt Mercer is joined by his wife, Marisha Ray, which who, who they're, they both do critical role. So it's like very, very clear construction there. I am surprised that the AI determined, you know, I've never talked about this on the show, but I have Crohn's disease. <laughs> so it's impressive. They sniffed that out. Um, if anyone has Crohn's disease, you know, I'm sorry, you're an old lady because get it. Cause Crohn is like a, yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I don't know if and that was helpful, always, but that was, that was my idea to how to figure out what the show should be about. So let's talk about the AI thing. So I've seen an AI where you start writing and it finishes writing. What kind of, was that the AI prompt you use or was it a different right. thing? I just said that happens as a podcast about, and then it filled in the rest. Okay. So yeah, it knew like, enough that you were involved with it. Right. Yeah. Well, again, that, that makes sense. You know, you think of like, like a, a word cloud or whatever, and it's like that happens, uh, Spencer Crindon. Um and show, you know, show helps them kind of put that together and also um that happens is like uh well that happened kind of thing that's kind of like a I don't think it's that happens but it's that happened is like a reddit topic so it's like I'm sure some of the initial stuff it kind of it might have pulled from there like with uh you know depressing whatever you know the dark the kind of dark shit it was bringing up that's that's my guess um how it how it conjured that out of thin air but um 
Uh, can you pull that AI up? Let's fuck with the AI. Okay, sure. Maybe this I just is tried the show, it earlier. So fuck with the AI. Uh-huh, yeah, you're trying. Like I, I asked it about Rob Schraub, and it, it it nailed him. Like you know, um, he's into very popular short films. He's branched out into various creative mediums. Um, most recently with a film ad- adaptation of his 2009 comic Goon, which I think mm-hmm. is not him. But I've always loved sci-fi. I think of it more as a fantasy of sorts, and it goes on. I mean, it all sounds completely reasonable. Um, I asked it about Harmontown and it kind of nailed it, but kind of didn't. It said, uh, the Harmontown podcast is back and I can't quit it. Tweeted its host, John Moe. Um, we had to take a break, but we're back. No, not permanently, but just for a few episodes. It was a smart decision because the show is in rude health, but as far as I'm concerned, it never went away. Not during its hiatus at any rate. And it goes on talking about how it knows, like it knew that Harmontown wasn't still going and you know. Yeah. And it knew it was in rude health, which yes. Yes. I mean, that's impressive for an AI to be able to glean, you know, just from the ether, you know? Yeah. I, um, I put in my name and it f- finished it by saying Kevin day is the best. His wife is the prettiest girl in the whole town. They've got eight kids and 11 grandkids. And then it says, Oh God, I'm sopping wet. And that's all it said about me. Normally it goes into paragraphs and it just stopped right there. Spencer seems stunned by this. Just kind of, I th- we need more silence. We need more silence. Okay. Sopping wet. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know where they drew that from is the fucking comments of this podcast because that's what everyone is fucking saying. Oh my God. Ke- like, especially that sentence is Kevin is the best. Like that's, there's at least like probably 40 or so comments on Reddit and stuff that, that they pulled that from. Um, and probably like the to sopping so. wet too. Yeah, I know so because I look, you know, I have a problem where I look at the comments. Um, it's not good. You know, I'm addicted to the Internet. I'm addicted to notifications and checking things, but it's not it's not good. It's never going to you're never going to open it up and be like, Spencer, I have an offer for you. <laughs> and the offer is a novelty check worth a million dollars. You know, it's another there's never no, there's no payoff. I talked about it before with like social media. It's like it's just it's 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 like playing the slot machine, but there's no there's no winning. Even what the what Twitter considers winning is just losing in a different way. Like it's the like I don't know. Like Twitter, you know, people talk about it as like the thing, you know, ideally the thing that people want to do is like make a big tweet that goes viral. And then that just destroys the app for you. Like you're you're your thing, your notifications just come become filled with dimensions and the retweets and stuff. And then you can't see like anything that's happening. And then it's just, so it just becomes this like deluge of nonsense. And it just makes the app like fucking unusable. And so it's like, even the thing that ostensibly many people are trying to go for, maybe not most, but you know, a lot of people are like hoping happens is like just its own kind of travesty. And that's not even to mention then, you know, a bunch of Nazis show up and say like, you should kill yourself, you know, for making the tweets and stuff. And, you know, nerds arguing this and that anyway. Um, so do you have the AI program up? Yes. It's kind of slow though, but I just, while you were doing that, I asked it, what's Kevin day's deal because that's the most common. question. Oh, I yes. There you go. You Kevin, get that as a question. Yeah, so I, I asked it that. It said, Kevin knows your name, your email address, and the email address of your fellow diners. 
He hopes you're okay and hopes you get help soon. As for you, Kevin, wow. you can keep your pride and we'll take you in with open arms. I'll be watching. I still want to circle back to what do you mean? That's a question you get all the time. Where are you getting this question? Uh, well, you know, we've had the recurring bit on here. What's Kevin's deal? And that everybody on like Discord and Reddit have been kind of fixated on figuring out what my deal is. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, that's, that's where I tried to see if it knew what my deal was, but it, I don't think I get it did. what you mean. Okay. Um, okay. So, so I guess we'll have to, we'll have to fill time while the prompt comes up, but, but right. Take, take dictation on the app, okay. on the AI. Okay. Okay. So, um, put uh the sword of petraeus like general petraeus you could spell it however you want i'm sure it doesn't really matter the sword of petraeus is a plus five bastard sword with fire period it has the history of and then try entering that and see what see what it does because here's what i'm thinking i do a patreon <laughs> where i make all sorts of D D stuff and if you just if we could start something up and then it just you know fills out the rest that could make my life a lot easier you know i already use ai to do art inserts and stuff because i can't fucking draw anything but you know if i can start outsourcing some of this um you know text writing to the ai by even if i have to go back and clean it up you know it could be that could be a real big thing i could just be like okay all i do is make magic items now and <laughs> okay this one came back quickly the sword yeah, okay. of petraeus is a plus five bastard sword with fire it has a history of being used to fight off undead and is the favorite sword of the archbishop archbishop of duros who is known for having slain four vampire lords the holy sword of an archbishop is an iron plus two bastard sword wheedled by the archbishop of duros uh the archbishop is also a patron of duros and yeah, then it kind of gets so. um it's well keep known going, throughout the going. country and can be found in almost any church. <laughs> Damn, a plus two ba iron bastard sword. This is in every church. There's more news you can use, folks. Go go down to your nearest church, look for a plus two bastard sword, and you know get to work smiting. It's important to smite. But yeah, that's cool. Um, it doesn't seem super usable. I mean, the first couple of lines seem good. Maybe just delete the rest and be like, yeah, that's the sword. But I was hoping it might come up with like rules, you know, like, well, let me, let me try to get provides, it. Yeah. Let's see what it says here. Oh, you're just going to double up, like try the same prompt again. No, it's just getting stuck in a loop now. <laughs> um, it has like, a history of giving good people, bad ideas. If you do not have it, I do not recommend you buy it. <laughs> Well, there you go. Um, that's like when there used to be like a game where you do the autocorrect back when you can like pick words for the autocorrect to just pick. Like it just gives yes. you three options and you press the middle and it says like, I am going to the beach and I had so much fun with my friend and my friend and my friend and my friend. But I don't know. Is that still a feature? Have they gotten rid of that? Or is that just something I disabled and promptly forgot about? That, um, I think I it's still know. there. It's gotten better, though, and it doesn't keep getting stuck in loops like that as much, I don't think. Yeah, there's definitely the predictive kind of text and stuff, but I just haven't seen like the three options down on the in the tray or, or in the, you know, above the keyboard or whatever. I don't know. I don't know, man. You've been watching any TV lately? Um, we just started rewatching Game of Thrones from season one wow why are you doing that um just needed something new to watch 
Interesting. Yeah. So your your at your fucking crisp audio, it doesn't mute your sneeze, but it does mute all of your laughter anytime you unless you're not laughing, unless it's just complete fabrication, you know. Cause I can do that too. Look. No, I mean that looked pretty bad actually. You do a lot better job. You're a bit a lot better at fake laughter. Um, okay. But it's interesting that it, the laughter, which is you know human utterance they are they're vocal sounds it gets cut but but the sneeze which doesn't even really sound like you know speech it sounds more like a you know it's like a cough or something and the coughs usually do get cut right yes i think so not a sneeze we get we need to invest in sneeze technology like sneeze erasing technology i don't know oh boy uh so so are you gonna watch the house of the dragon or are you not gonna watch yeah it? i we wanted to rewatch game of thrones before we watch that oh let me tell you you don't need to i mean i'm sure it, it'll be interesting but like yeah because it's just you know they make reference to like oh there's shit going on the targaryens the past targaryen and in the past and then it's like okay we're the targaryens here we go gotta gotta go to the targaryen bathroom and stuff it's like you know it's it seems at least pretty self-contained i guess i'll say that i did want to like look some stuff up just to see like what in the the official a song of ice and fire like wikipedia it says about the people that then show up you know in the series and see if there's any like name references um so kevin has dropped something in the chat is this more of an ai um right i was AI hoping prompt? you could read that to the D D theme uh okay so where is did you just stop it at dungeons and dragons um so i just said last time when that happens dungeons and dragons right right okay. and then i right, let it finish let's it do it so, you want to try this you ready hit, hit the hit the music yeah last time on that happens dungeons and dragons we had just gotten the gang back from a trip to the underdark and they went through an annoying long encounter with two bugbears however when they came out of the encounter they were all completely naked due to a magic artifact which was stolen by the bugbears as much as all of them would like to get the damn thing back it it's not in a particularly friendly and approachable place and is guarded by three hordes of nasty bugbears and uh, with such a rough map who will decide what is worth fighting for and what isn't i'm sure i'm not the only one who has tried to plan a fight like this and in the end we had nothing to show for it this time on that happens dungeons and dragons we're going to take a look at how we can plan this sort of fight in the game and even have some fun with it you know that's a big fail by the ai of not being able to get to the actual end post you know it's like that's that's a big part of how i do it so that still was pretty decent though for it i think oh i thought it was great i i think you know i wish the fucking ai could figure out the bugbears are fucking low-level monsters the idea that uh mind flare i guess if they're hordes of bugbears yeah that's fine three hordes three of hordes nasty bugbears that does sound yeah. pretty bad yeah that's 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 definitely you know this is yeah, almost an idea for a game where life. we play D&D, but every week we just let it come up with a backstory and just wing it from that point of forward. Yeah. That would be a good premise if we were actually good at improv. <laughs> you know, I always had, uh, you know, I don't know. There was a time where 
the D and D on Harmontown was kind of uh, let's say jumping the shark. Um, you know, it was kind of not the the gang wasn't as interested in the D and D anymore. You know, we eventually started playing Shadowrun, and there was like less interest in that, and then we stopped and eventually we started playing D&D again. Sorry for burping in the mic, the person who's going to take a video of vomiting, my bad. Um, but so there's even less interest once we, we came up with the new campaign. Um, but like way before that happened, Hey, that's the name of the show. Everybody drank. Take a shot, everybody. I miss Jeff. I miss Jeff. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. When Jeff's on the show, you don't talk very much, but the the platonic ideal of podcast is three people, you know? Anyway, back to my stupid story. Um, There is a point where I was like, I feel like, I feel like the fans have an appetite for D&D that isn't quite getting met by what we're doing on the podcast anymore. And what I should do is spin off. Like, I guess I would probably still do the podcast just as my normal you know sidekick role or whatever but you know then we could try and do something that's that's more under my purview and it's its own thing that's just like D D. and for that idea i was like i was thinking it could be more comedic and more kind of silly um and i was thinking it could be more improv based it would be kind of like closer to uh improv with the trapping of trappings of D, whereas like in that version, I had thought of it as like a podcast or maybe even a live comedy show. And um, so like each week you just start with like a premise, like a loose premise. And um, it would be different premises. It might even be different characters every week, you know? And then it's just, you read off the premise and then it just kind of falls to the guys. And then they start like, oh, so it looks like we're at the mall or what, you know, whatever. And then people can you know it's more improv whereas people have more like improv powers as opposed to the dm mostly kind of setting the the world building and you know we you could cut scenes you could cut to different scenes and stuff the the players could like say like oh that reminds me of this or whatever you know and and cut to that and i i always thought that was a good idea but you know i'm a terrified piece of shit, and so i was like you know that sounds like a lot of work i don't know how to start that I'm afraid and I didn't do it. It's one of my big regrets, honestly. I mean, maybe that wasn't the the best way to do it, like the more improv version or something, but I always thought that like it would be a good move to try and spin it off, spin off the D&D into kind of something separate. And uh yeah, you know. And then it turns that out like a good idea. People, yeah, because yeah i mean it was a pretty good idea like because you know the adventure zone and critical role and stuff there's all these things that are like yeah this is just what we do is D D. and like if we were doing it back then it didn't fall apart really quickly you know it could have maintained i think like i don't know if the gang would have wanted to do that like it might have had to get a different cast or something and if it was a different cast you know who long, who knows how long the the staying power the the shelf life of that would have been but you know having a having a D series i think would have been good certainly would have been you know something for me to do like uh put my name on and stuff it would be like that's the thing at this point critical role i mean even aside from its massive worldwide success it's like it has a a lineage and a history now like you know that that harmontown doesn't really have because it's it was never 
you know, the D and D was never the forefront, but the D and D of Harmontown is impressive, but it just like, it's a, it's like a subsection. It's like a tab in the Wikipedia as opposed to like its own entry. Right. And that kind of neuters it as a cultural force. Like it's only ever going to be under that umbrella, which isn't bad or anything. It's just like, I think, you know, it probably could have, it could have gotten to be as big, but I don't know. Again, I don't know if the gang would have wanted to do that anyway. I'd imagine, like, I, I like to think they would have, but who knows, you know? I, I would have hoped so. Yeah, we always had Harmon Quest and stuff anyway, so, you know, that that that's its own thing, certainly. But Harmon Quest isn't a podcast. I'm talking about more of, like, a podcast where you can do, you know, tours and stuff, do stuff like that. But, hey, it was a problem. I should have done it. It was, like, it was. <laughs> there was a point where I was like, if I don't do this, I'm going to regret it. And boy, howdy, <laughs> is that the case? Uh, it definitely feels like a missed opportunity. But, you know, at least we have That Happens, the show that was also supposed to be a TNT show. <laughs> but hey, it's all good. Um, anyway, I brought up House of the Dragon, or I brought up TV because I've been watching The Rings of Power. Have you been watching The Rings of Power? Probably sounds like you haven't. No, I haven't yet, no. I think it's really good. Everybody should watch the rings of power. It's a lot of fun. You know, like I think the best thing about Tolkien's work is the world building. Like, you know, orcs, the Gandalf Balrogs, you know, Mithril, all that stuff. It's all really cool and really interesting. But then in the books, it's not, it's not, it's like perfect form, right? It's uh, the books tell this one very specific story. They tell it in a very specific way where they spend a lot of pages talking about, you know, walking down the road. And then it's like, here's two pages on an elven trail song and stuff. And it's like, it's, it's this really weird kind of approach to telling stories in this very interesting deep world. Right. Um, I don't know. I haven't read the Cimmerillion, but I think that's something that people like about the Cimmerillion. Obviously, like the Hobbit was like a punchier book. It's like a better read than the Lord of the Rings trilogy because it's more like pulpy. It's more kind of high fantasy, just action. You know, here we're in a cave. We're hiding from God. We're hiding from orcs. Now there's fucking golem. What the fuck? We're doing riddles with a monster. You know, like it's more kind of it hits more of the. Uh, you know, you fight the dragon. It hits more of the kind of, you know, tropes of fantasy that are really interesting, but it's in the same world, you know? And so the rings of power, it offers, you know, here, let's go to that world. But now we're not bound by, you know, those books and that one story, you know, we can just, what if there was a fucking hilt of a sword that was sore on something and who knows what it is but it's evil and it's like that's cool it's cool to see people you know new characters interacting with stuff probably the most um central character in the show is galadriel is like young galadriel um who is like an interesting character in the books and pretty interesting in the movie just because she's like this weird kind of uh you know uh, like cerebral elf and then she like becomes all crazy and cursed for a moment and it's like oh i should don't give me the ring i'll, I'll destroy the world or whatever. you know she becomes all scary it's like i wonder what the hell's going on there and so but then uh you know the 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 series is 
it, it had, there's multiple threads of the story, right? But one of the major ones is her as a as a young elf. She's just like a badass kind of warrior going around trying to uh, uncover the secrets of of like this, you know, ancient evil who everyone else wants to believe is gone. And it's like that's compelling. I want to see like, and she's an elf, and elves are like fucking haughty and uh, you know elitist and stuff. So she's like a total asshole. She's going around being an asshole, and then elves are also kind of like overpowered. So she's fighting a bunch of like people at once, and she's like always besting people in combat and being just completely badass. It's like this is awesome. Just watching an elf go around be a complete asshole and being a badass. It's like it's really cool. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I think it's like the opposite of um of game of thrones like the complete opposite it's 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 not like there's no darkness but it's a lot lighter it's not like you know gritty violence and like oh you can't show this on tv you know <clears throat> it's just it's just a, a, a prestige television high fantasy television series like which is like great that's right up my alley you know uh I, I just think it's a lot of fun it doesn't you know it's not weighed down by the kind of the concepts and aesthetics of of game of thrones but it kind of exists in that same milieu it's like just a completely different take on fundamentally like what if there was this crazy uh fantasy world where a bunch of bad shit was going on it was hard for a lot of people you know um it's just like and then everybody gets raped five times you know it's like it's not it's just it's it's fine like it's like you don't need that to tell tell an interesting story you know and it's it's awesome i've had a lot of fun apparently people on youtube really hate it for whatever reason um because people on youtube are miserable <laughs> miserable pieces of shit. i think um but but yeah on Twitter, everyone seems to like it. I don't know. You should check it out. We should we should watch it. Maybe this could be a, a Rings of Power podcast or a Cimmerillion podcast. The, the, that happens. The podcast where we go deep into the Cimmerillion and read it and understand it really deeply. You know, I don't know. The Tom Bombadil cast. <laughs> the podcast where we uh, try and decode Tom Bombadil's songs. That sucks. This all sucks. If you have a good idea for what we should do on the podcast, let us know. Maybe we'll watch anime, like get animated. Man, the thing is, we don't have, you know, Jeff ages ago was like, hey, we should do a podcast. And I was like, yeah, you have any ideas on what we should do? And what if it's like, and he was like, nah, what if it's just like us shooting the shit? And I was like, we're going to shoot the shit no matter what the podcast is. We need like, an idea and um then he would he like would text me again it's like hey we should do, do a podcast so i was like yeah no i know have you come up with an idea because i've been thinking about ideas we, we could do a food podcast i don't know you know like you're a vegetarian i never eat vegetables you know it could be like an interesting an interesting contrast to do a food podcast he's like no i haven't thought of any ideas and it's like well that's the reason why we haven't started a podcast and then you know years later he was like hey you want to do a podcast i'm like fine let's do a fucking podcast and uh here we are today but it's not it's not like i would have wanted to do a premise because because i knew he would never show up ever again <laughs> no even even with jeff there it's like but you know any podcast has its own share of bullshitting and all podcasts kind of well not all of them but podcasts can kind of have this gravity where they drift away from the original premise anyway 
you know, because it's funner to just shoot the shit. But having something to hang your hat on and be all like, yeah, let's, you know, let's recenter ourselves and go back to the premise a little bit just makes everything easier. Structure, man, having structure, it makes it easier. Like uh, this word from our sponsors. Hey, it's me, the split. <laughs> I can't, this is killing my voice. <clears throat> but, you know, that's why I would do the, the humorous ads because it's at least a little bit of structure. You know, that's the point of what's Kevin's deal. It's like a, it's a segment, you know, segments. It's all basic communication theory, really, is like people like the familiar. That's why you start in a similar way with a theme song or whatever and end in a similar way is because it it sets ex- sets expectations for what the audience, you know, is going to see. And then uh, what like the basic building block of communication theory is. Um, what is it? thesis antithesis synthesis so you start with something the audience knows because that makes them comfortable and they're like okay i think i'm I'm settled i'm centered i have some grasp of what's going on and then you go but wait antithesis and they're like but what this is the opposite of what i thought i do and then you know you're like okay okay i've really thrown you for a loop here but now synthesis we're gonna combine the thesis and the antithesis together And then you're like, wow, that was satisfying. I came away with this with a greater understanding of the basics of what I knew and this new information that threw me for a loop, you know? So that's, that's like what a lot of stuff is. So that's, you know, when you have this familiar parts, that's the thesis and it it lets you, you know, it buys you more variance with the antithesis. It lets you go further afield because they're like, yeah, okay, let's hear him out because we know he's going to come back to the core, you know? um so yeah i don't know what i'm saying is i'm a genius and no one ever listens to me and we all suffer as a result <laughs> that's the thing no one is hurt more than this by by the or but by this than jeff jeff is the one really suffering by not listening to it you know he's destitute he doesn't know what he's gonna do next you know he's fucked because he just didn't listen to me when i had my great ideas um and i'm over here laughing it up making millions of dollars touring you know the countryside with my famous comedy friends we should uh you know you know it'd be funny we should try and book the other members of the who's live tour on the podcast it's like yeah no they're in other states too but they can actually call in call in mockery that's why they call him that because he's always you know he, he can he can call in um i could have landed that better Whatever. That was really good, actually. I, I that, that that did a good chuckle out of me. Yeah, I like the idea of call in mockery. Like, <laughs> hey, we gotta we gotta get him to call in. I think um, that could be a segment. Call in mockery. Where call mockery calls in, and you know, we could bank a bunch. You do do a bunch of like two minute call in kind of bits. I don't know. We'll figure it out. That's the other thing about Jeff is he knows famous people. I guess Kevin knows famous people too, but Kevin can't get the goods, baby. Fucking we're trying to book Heather Ann Campbell. She's too busy. Would you is, guys want to see Heather Ann Campbell? I, I would love to see her on the show, but yeah, no, she is legitimately very busy right now. I know she's super busy. I listened to her podcast. How did this get played? Well, I think it's called get played now. And she's always talking about like how she's way too busy to even play video games, which is like the premise of their show is they talk about like the video games they've played. And she's like, I haven't played any video games. I don't have time. <laughs> At which it's not, I'm not complaining. 
I totally understand, but it's like, yeah, she's like, she's a huge fucking gamer. So like her not having time to play video games is like this huge statement, you know, it's like, Jesus Christ, even Heather and Campbell can't be playing video games, but it'd be cool to, uh, cool to have her on and talk about how the world is ending, you know, share our theories. She's had a lot of theories that have come true. She, she's a bit of a, of a soothsayer. She might have Cassandra symptom syndrome, but you know, I don't know. Man, you hear about any of this alien stuff? There's alien stuff happening. No, no. What? Which alien stuff? Just general. There's nothing specific, really. Um, just there's alien stuff that's happening. I don't know. Like, is something recently happened, or you just mean like as a in general that there are aliens? Kind of, but not really. I don't know. More people are just talking about more people that supposedly have. Uh, first-hand knowledge of shit the government's doing have been coming out obviously there's been the congressional hearings and stuff but um i don't know there's this guy who's really into aliens who is in my discord and uh he's always talking about aliens but he always posts stuff and it's like i don't know this just seems like the same shit that people have been saying for years but there have been you know new governmental disclosures and stuff there's been hearings most of which have been closed um where they've been talking about this stuff so that's not very fun because they're talking about it but no one is hearing about it so it's like well <laughs> we always knew that was the case we always knew a bunch of people in the government were secretly talking about aliens and won't let us know about it you know so um but but yeah i don't know there's been more alien sightings or uh, ufo sightings uh i i may, this might have happened all the whole time but there's been more sightings of um ufos that come out of the water or enter the water and so it's like they they keep their trajectory from you know coming out of the water and then breaking the surface and then going out in the air and it's it's just really impressive uh technology to have a craft that can do that or even not a craft even if it's some some weird thing you know it's like it's it's pretty impressive stuff and um i don't know there's real re, alien stuff could be radioactive there's often like radioactive say you know traces and stuff that's found with uh supposed you know crashed materials and stuff and um and like if i don't know if you think about it to me if you're in a spaceship you're going around the space you know infinite space like leaking radiation into the environment doesn't seem like it's that big of a concern because it's like yeah it's infinite space it's like what, what's it gonna do you know hit some ra- random radioactive dust it'll be fine um but then you know if you had a radioactive crack that's leaking radioactive you know radioactive shit i don't know radio waves whatever um and you had to hide that somewhere you know water is a good shield of radioactivity radiation and so like you would want to hide it in the ocean you know deep in the ocean where uh you know would block all the radioactivity so i think it's kind of interesting that people are seeing them there you know maybe the people who are making this shit up or had the same thought and they're like that would be really plausible and people like spencer would be like yes this all makes sense but yeah i don't know i'm just waiting for the silver bullet and there's i don't think there's ever going to be a silver bullet because if there was they wouldn't you know that'd be the one thing they wouldn't want to reveal right i don't know but like if you, you had to see any alien but- shit go ahead well, if you had to bet money right now on have there been aliens on the planet in our lifetime, where would you place that bet? Yeah, well, how would you prove it, right? So I put the money down for sure because, yeah, I think there have. But I don't know how I would prove that and get my money. So it's like I'd probably lose. 
But if like, yeah, if you could ask God, yeah, and that was the bet. The bet is we're going to go ask God to see what he says. You know, I'd be like, yes, I think so. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just like, I don't know. There's footage and, and there's stuff and stories that people have said, like legitimate people seeing stuff. And I think even if 95% of that is explainable by like human phenomenon, I feel like some of them just like it just doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't seem reasonable. Uh, and I do think a lot of it's somehow fake or has logical explanations, you know, just not all of it. Um, I don't know. One of my friends, Ryan, um, he's definitely seen, like, I don't, I, I haven't like heard the super, super detailed story, but he's talked about it a couple times, but he and his friend were outside somewhere and they saw like a UFO that was really big and relatively close which is like usually the story is like you see like a light that's like you know way out in the distance and the lights like blinking or it's spinning or it's like you know flying around but like even if like that to me is more uh you know dubious where it's like yeah maybe it was just a plane doing something crazy maybe it was a comet moving at a weird angle and it changes angle and so that like it from your perspective it, it makes it look like it's being even crazier than it is you know but far away it's like who knows what it is it's far away but him claiming to see something really close and he saw it with his friend who also saw it like they both saw it and they're like jesus christ um like and i don't think he was on drugs or drunk or anything at the time um so like i don't know like that to me is like really a plausible story where i don't think i mean he could be lying i guess but i don't think he's lying and it's like if you see if you see a ufo that's like big it's like what the fuck else could that be like a really weird blimp that's like moving fast you know it's like a big a big ufo like that's the thing all these stories like they have in common that the thing is really far away so it's so small that you don't know what it is it's just the movement is what's crazy but there's story there's you know a couple stories like that 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 are that are different i don't know i don't know man whatever but you know it is confirmed soda <laughs> that a good segue that that is that's really good so i actually got i won the contest oh good go ahead sorry i forget about this time to drink um we have a segment and the segment has a little song and i talk over the segment song but uh i, I wanted to say that i won the contest for the mountain dew contest um where they send you the new flavor the secret flavor baja deep blast or whatever the fuck um so it's a new flavor that they're not selling they're only giving to people for free uh, if they enter the contrast contest and i won that so i got six new sodas but we're not going to try those because i got to send one to kevin um and then we'll try them i mean i've tried it (laughs) but i won't reveal the results of my investigation but we're going to send it to kevin we're going to talk about it what we are going to talk about is the limited edition the artist marshmallows coca-cola which is this white slim can marshmallow is a a musical artist of some stripe i'm sure he does electronic music i don't know he seems a lot like dead mouse in terms of aesthetic it's like let's let's wear a mask and be mysterious um, but who knows? I don't know. I don't follow. I don't follow Marshmallow. But you know, his 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 mellow has an E, whereas Marshmallow usually has an A. But it's because he's so like mellow, and I guess he wanted to really emphasize that. Um, or maybe it was like SEO purposes. I don't know. 
who knows um but it says watermelon strawberry flavored coke and other natural flavors yeah i was excited because i thought this was actually going to be marshmallow flavored like kind of like a s'mores fall kind of thing and i was super excited about this i'm not saying i don't like the idea of watermelon strawberry coke but that's not what i would have guessed based off the name i agree that like a, a heavy marshmallow flavored coke sounds like it would be really cool like really interesting um yeah almost like a, like a smoky like you know a little bit of char to the marshmallow like a, like a s'more sort of thing but with that same sticky sweetness to it yeah like the starlight had had kind of a s'more flavor to it but i don't think it really had a strong like marshmallow flavor i think it had like maybe some vanilla notes and then it had more of like a graham cracker flavor to it which kind of evoked marshmallow or kind of evoked s'mores but i don't think it like i don't remember it having a strong marshmallow taste but i could be wrong uh so i'm gonna crack this open okay all right spencer is and opening his right now while he's doing that i'm gonna hold the can up to the camera so people who are watching this can kind of see his logo on there and what it looks like spencer's sniffing it it smells um, fruity i do want to say that it has calories i thought it was like a, a a diet but it has 140 calories which i think is the same amount as a normal coke it's a thin can but it's still 12 ounces um so it's like they a, had a, can. a zero calorie version at the store too where i, I picked oh this one up. okay yeah so or his face is black ways. instead of white but that's the what only the difference fuck? yeah they also have the mountain dew bite or mountain dew pixel i think it's bite which they said tastes like pixels but that one i'm pretty sure is only available in zero calorie maybe i can see if i can like buy that online or something because that's one i wanted to try because i think there was the new coke the dream world the marshmallow the starlight and then the bite and i think those are all the the kind of crazy flavors they came up with but for whatever reason i just totally missed bite it totally passed me by or whatever so i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a taste i guess Spencer's tasting it. He's kind of swishing around a little bit in his mouth. He's contemplating. Yeah. So the kind of first note is like a like a strawberry note, but it's like really light. It's almost like an aromatic kind of like a, a, a strawberry scent, and um, and it has other fruity notes, which I assume is probably watermelon. When watermelon's in the mix with other stuff, it just kind of like tastes generally like fruity, you know. And then it has more of a coke tail uh you want to give it a shot yeah i haven't taken a sip yet but it smells like strawberry pocky you ever had that before yeah it does yeah that kind of like that's kind of like a bit of a creamy strawberry almost yeah okay let me let me give this a taste kevin's giving it a taste it's time for kevin's taste yeah it is a very berry kind of coke mm -hmm. um refreshing i i like it it's very subtle though i think there's not a lot of the the coke flavor there it's it's more fruit than coke yeah that's the thing it's subtle i kind of feel like it's muddled like it kind of feels like the flavors don't i don't know like you know what you want ideally is the flavor profile has different peaks and valleys that all kind of fit together where they don't like where it's not like interference you know if you think of the flavors as like frequencies you want them to be in separate bands so they're yeah. not like interfering with each other's and i feel like these they're all they're kind of in similar bands like I wouldn't together yeah yeah and coke is like a much stronger flavor so they probably had to go light with the coke so it didn't like overwhelm the the fruit 
but as a result it just kind of like it kind of has this kind of muddled taste to me i don't know yeah i i can't pick out the individual watermelon and strawberry those all just sort of are, are a blend i think yeah i kind of it's interesting i kind of get like strawberry on the tip of my tongue and then like watermelon in the back of my throat a little bit and then the coke kind of starts breaking through almost it's it's interesting that like i don't know it kind of feels like eating a cake or something where like a cake has these different kind of striated like stratifications of flavors it feels like it's kind of hitting at different places all at once whereas you would expect a beverage to kind of just be all mixed together it kind of feels like yeah it's like it's a yeah. bunch of different chunks of flavor or something it's interesting i don't wonder how they do that i, w- I would drink this but i don't think i'd go out of my way to buy it what, what's your your score on this yeah i don't know like i think dream world is more successful as a standalone soda than this but i feel like i would take this over dream world almost every time just because it's more interesting whereas dream world is like okay this tastes like what it tastes like why do i want that whereas this is like you want it because it's like it's weird like it's like that's kind of what i liked about starlight is it's like it's contemplative it's like i want to drink about this and think i'm going to sit in my stuffed armchair and really contemplate what's happening you know it's like i don't know it's 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 the thinking man's uh coca-cola and i'm the thinking man's joe rogan so you know i think it's a perfect fit what, what about you yeah i i don't know i mean i i i would drink this i don't think i'd go buy it again um it's it's probably my favorite of the of the strange coat flavors we've had this year but not by a lot yeah i mean it's been a while since i've had starlight but i do think this is more pleasant than starlight starlight's a bit too weird the big negative to me for starlight was um the menthol kind of the cooling flavor it's more of like a a temperature kind of like spicy or something uh that it had it didn't like taste like mint really but it had this kind of cooling effect um on your mouth which was really interesting sorry the guy who's gonna throw up um it's really interesting but it's not it wasn't like good like it was like novel but it's not like oh i want soda to be like this whereas this it's like yeah this is a competent execution of a soda like this feels like it feels normal it feels like passable it feels like a marketable product and not like a gimmick that makes sense here's the thing guy that was going to throw up you know we do this in the last like 15 minutes of the show like you could just shut it off you got the whole show you know it's like this is all that's going to happen is we're going to talk about fucking bullshit soda and stuff um so like it's not like we do it at the beginning of the show and you're like who knows when they're gonna stop and get to the meat and potatoes of the show it's like no the show's done it's fine you can what you want to listen to me plug something who the fuck cares like you're good this you don't is have the to meat do and potatoes of the show i don't know this is the uh, coke and highland toffee speaking of which our friend joel had sent us a lot of candy from um i don't know if it was from scotland it was definitely from you know the British Isles or Europe or whatever the fuck. Um, but yeah, you want to try this or Woolies bra Highland toffee chew bar. 
is this or woolly i guess this is or woolly we got like the the mascot on the screen he looks kind of like i don't know sluggo mixed with richie rich i don't know i can't get it to focus it's being blurry but or woolly says the very dab but he's not even doing the dab it's kind of embarrassing he's like he's like one of these out of touch millennials who doesn't even know how to do the dab kevin's smelling it did you open it to smell it yeah i opened a little bit to smell it it's it smells like really good caramel toffee like uh right toffee's classic that's like a classic kind of you know confection mm -hmm. i can't get this thing open there we go yeah it looks like caramel all right i'm gonna have to move the mic away so you can't hear me chewing can you imagine if someone heard me chewing i'd have to die okay so spencer's tasting it it's so hard it's so hard okay spencer has walked away oh he's, he's back he's back i thought he left um he's chewing it he looks like he's having some difficulty with chewing it um i can tell i haven't put this in my mouth yet but i can feel it's gonna stick to every one of my teeth hard yeah spencer's nodding that's the problem he's having right now i think it's stuck to his teeth to the point that he can't talk and i'm gonna if i'm talking it's gonna sound disgusting and like food okay so yeah he's picking it out of his teeth um i'm just gonna i'm gonna try it the tiniest take a bite. really small bite yeah i'm gonna take a very very small bite um yeah, it smells right. good though it smells it's got it's that like a milkiness like that uh flavor wise it's like a really milky caramel like i feel like i don't know that when i eat a caramel i'm like thinking milk but it has to me like a really strong kind of milk flavor but it's it's like yeah it's like this very nice caramel but texture wise it's like worse than a charleston chew like it's more chew like I feel like it's similar to a Charleston shoe, right? You think? Um, yeah, yeah. It, but this is very adhesive. This is sticking to your teeth hard. Yeah, it's good. I, I can't even think of like an analog because at least Charleston shoes are like kind of gummy. They're maybe closer to a Tootsie Roll than this. It's this like those like, um, lollipops that are like caramel or the green apple on the inside and then yeah. the caramel on the outside. How those just like stick to your teeth. So it's like that man those fucking kicked ass i remember when i was a kid they would sell them at the store or at the like the student store for like a quarter and i don't know why but for whatever reason i was like this is a california thing <laughs> this is like this is not a candy that's available everywhere this is just for us i don't know why i got that in my head but they eventually became more widely available but that's a fucking good ass candy but yeah that has the exact same kind of chewiness to it that's a perfect yeah. uh Comparison. these are good though it's very milky very very milky yeah you know what else we had in school lemon lollies which were 50 cents back in my day lemon lollies only cost 50 cents you ever get lemon lollies kevin maybe you guys oh, call yeah. them something else mm -hmm. yeah where you'd uh you cut 11 and a half and you stab a peppermint stick in it and peppermint is slightly porous so you bite the ends off the peppermint um but it's slightly porous so you could use it as a straw and suck with all your might and um suck with all your might episode title um and uh you could you could draw the lemon juice up through the peppermint stick and it would since it was acidic it would dry out like it would it would rub off the uh sugar of the peppermint stick so that it would be 
not sweet enough for <laughs> straight lemon juice, but it would be sweeter, you know. And yeah, we'd sell them at fifty cents at like parent-teacher conferences and school events and stuff. It was great, man. That's another thing where I was like, man, my school is a genius. How did they think this up? But but now Kevin's revealing this is this is more widely, you know, present. Hey, did you did you have lemon lollies or caramel apple pops at your school? Let us know at that happens pod on Twitter and Instagram and say, tell us this, the weird things you your school had. Do you guys have weeples, the fuzzballs with googly eyes? Sound off in the comments at, at Kevin in the spleen. <laughs> um what do you think about this like it's really good but it's like too chewy like i don't like i want to eat it flavor wise but i don't want to sub like subject myself to having to chew this you know but it's really good yeah what's the like solid version of sipping something like this is something you have to sip at like you can't just eat the whole thing i guess nibble gonna... right yeah i i guess but it's not so much nibble it's just every so often you're just gonna have a little tiny bite and then let your jaw rest mm -hmm. that jaw rest jaw rest is a serious issue in this uh country and i'd like to see more people talking about it you know corn pop you know about corn pop the, the, the biden's cereal? nemesis no biden's nemesis corn pop the gangster oh no i do not biden uh, early on in his campaign he would talk about corn pop old corn pop um where uh he was a gangster that biden had to reckon with and there was a point where biden was facing down corn pop and he thought he was going to get stabbed so i think he put his jacket over but he wrapped he allegedly wrapped chain around his arm and then like put that in a jacket or a sleeve to hide it but so he like the thought process being like my my arm is wrapped in chain i can use this to uh you know block knife attacks but i don't think they ever fought because i think he talked him down using the power of uh you know logic facts and logic not unlike ben shapiro <laughs> um but kevin's been using the uh the end of the show or kevin's been using the ai bot to come up with end of the show prompts there are five so i'll just read all of these off uh starting with number five it's time to end the show the same we uh, the same way we do every week with our hands we rock with our hands we roll number four you know maybe we can uh, we this is like an audition maybe one of these we can we can settle on and that that will be our our long-standing ending phrase anyway number four it's time to end the show by the saying the same thing i do every week Thank you so much for watching. Stay tuned next time for another brand new episode. And that's the last line of the script. We usually break just after that to say goodbye. And that's it. It's that simple. <laughs> that's that's good. good. I kind of like that one. Yeah. Uh, number three. It's time to end the show by saying the same thing I do every week. Stay strong, friends. I'm going home. <laughs> Thank you for listening to me and sticking with me this long. That's very earnest. Like that's very true. The spirit of the show. That's like that's my energy, regardless. Um, number two, it's time to end the show by saying the same thing I do every week. I love you. <laughs> I love you. That's how Patrick would say it. And number one, this is the end of the show for real. If you're keeping track at home, such as like Kevin, 
you know, cue the end of the show to happen after I finish saying this. Um, it's time to end the show by saying the same thing I do every week. Have a good week, all. Ciao, everybody. Oh, God. That was terrible. <laughs> See you, folks.